on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, weekdays from 9 to 11, right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices, certainly in the Southeast, on college football, John Bryce with FootballScoop.com. We have with us this morning Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman. The voice of the Blue. Raiders Chip Walters joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Five minutes past the 10 o'clock hour as we welcome you back in on Facebook Live and WKOM 1017 FM. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you would like to get in on the show, all you have to do is comment on Facebook. We will have JP let us know that, well, you're out there and that you've got something to say. And he will say it for you right here on the air. I'll be your mouthpiece. Oh. That's what I do well. Who was it? I'm nobody's mouthpiece. <laughs> I'm, I'm everybody's <laughs> mouthpiece on this show. <laughs> you're the mouthpiece of the people, JP. That's right. We appreciate that. That's right. <laughs> oh, man, what a great hour we have coming up for you as we have uh, – Predators play-by-play voice, Pete Weber, coming up with us. Also, UT football news and some other interesting aspects of Tennessee football. Also, we'll talk about the unique situation with the Tennessee Titans and Isaiah Wilson. Get you guys' uh, thoughts on that because I'm really excited to hear that. Talk about Wild and Wacky. It is Wild and Wacky Wednesday, and we'll give you the wildest, weirdest, and craziest news from across the world in segment six. So until then, let's go ahead and bring in our special guest for our number two on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. We welcome in, again, seven-time Tennessee Sportscaster of the Year, National Predators play-by-play voice, Pete Weber. Pete, welcome in. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so very much. Nice introduction. Uh, just the way I scripted it for you, and you executed it very well. <laughs> Checks in the mail, huh? Yep, yep. <laughs> we we try to stick to the script as much as possible, Pete. Um, <laughs> doesn't always quite work out that way, but um, we do appreciate you um, taking some time out of your Wednesday morning to be with us. And and. The one question that's just 
that I have to ask, and then we can just go from here. Um, okay. The Preds are six and nine right now, um, and and I'm reading a lot of stuff on Twitter about the Preds, and and There's I guess my question read, as huh? I look over, hmm, There's stuff out there to read, huh? Okay. There is. There's a little out there. My question is, are the Nashville Predators bad or are they just inconsistent? For certain, they're inconsistent. I don't know if I have enough sample size yet to uh, thoroughly answer the first part of that question. But, you know, what people have seen this year has not made them overly happy. That's for certain. And uh, this is a schedule where it's very difficult to say you can overcome uh, problems you might have had earlier by going on a hot streak because the way the league is set up this year, you're playing every uh, team in your own division, and that's it. So while you're contending with them for standing spots, every game effectively is worth four rather than two points, and that is to say the two points you can get and the two points you can prevent your opponent from getting. And I think that's what makes this uh, maybe even a more dire circumstance than under regular conditions it might be. Is it a dire circumstance, or is it is it also, a I guess, a positive? Because if you do go on a hot streak, you can get back to the top quicker. That's the key to it. Yes, absolutely. And uh, thank you for that. But, yes, it, right now <laughs> things don't look good. But no, they don't. They do have. They do have that chance. Yes, to keep going forward. That's interesting. I, I spoke uh, or I listened this morning on uh, flagship of the Preds. Robbie and Rex Road had uh, Matt yeah. Duchesne on this morning, and Duchesne ha- had mentioned that you know one of the positives of not having to play at Dallas this week is you may get Ryan Johansson back when you have to play Dallas again. And that's, yes. uh, that's going to be huge for, for this team because Ryan Johansson is certainly um, outside of Philip Forsberg, the biggest piece of, of this team. Am I right? Or am I crazy? Well, he's a very big, very important one. I don't know if it's the biggest, but I'll tell you uh, from what he did for this team after he came here uh, in the trade. Now it's hard to believe it's five years ago already. But what he has accomplished for the team is big. And then I'm thinking about other guys that are on the injured list right now, and I wouldn't mind having Matias Ekholm back uh, for those games against Dallas as well. So, yes, and I'm so sorry for what's going on uh, throughout much of the Southeast because uh, I was seeing stories this morning on NBC, for example, that some uh, quantities of vaccine were ruined because of the power outages down there and the need to store them at, uh, you know, constant refrigeration. So it's, it's very unfortunate what has occurred there. You would think you could just sit it outside and accomplish the same goal. But, um, <laughs> well, you could do that here, I think, not the case. <laughs> Well, probably yeah. not get the, the sub-zeros they want are incredible. You know, we're visiting on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Pete Weber, the voice of the Predators. And, um, Pete, when I called you yesterday to um, to try to secure this appearance, we talked a little bit about <laughs> what's been going on with you and and with that voice of the predators I, I wasn't aware and maybe i just wasn't paying enough attention you've not been traveling with the team um for your broadcast you are actually doing nope. it from all of your broadcasts home and road you're doing from 
the arena. Yes. And from the same location, we would do a game at home upstairs above section 310. Now, last year when we had the return to play, not last year, yes. So in August and September, we were doing games from uh, an auxiliary dressing room across the uh, aisleway from the visiting dressing room at the rink. Now we're just staying in the same location. Excuse me. So that Bob Horner doesn't have to keep rewiring everything in the building for us. Now there is a possibility. (laughs) uh, No, I should say a possibility. The Southeastern Conference basketball tournament does come into Bridgestone Arena, in which case we would likely be moving to Barrel House on the uh, first level of the building. Uh, so that would be the only movement that we would have throughout the course of the season. Anything that makes things easier for Bob is a good thing. It's very important, very important, <laughs> because he is a Hall of Famer in my mind as well. We Without know, question. We, we know all too well how difficult moving uh, equipment can be <laughs> we have, because we're doing our show from home today. But next time we go to the yeah. office, uh, poor JP here will have to be, uh, he'll have to be there at seven thirty to make sure everything gets set up. And it's just, it, it's a struggle. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it was just, I thought it was a struggle in my minor league baseball days, bringing this stuff <laughs> up a, a ladder, uh, in Indianapolis, uh, and hoping that uh, the stuff would all fit through the, the opening that we had, same in like Oklahoma City, etc. Yeah. Oh, you don't miss Bush Stadium, do you? Uh, only when I have nightmares. Uh, that's that's when I miss it. So, it <laughs> Bush Stadium, and just so you know, and for everybody who don't, is not aware of the longtime voice of the Indians, today is the birthday of Howard Kelman's wife, Robin. So I sent her birthday greetings this morning. Well, well, we certainly will send her. Uh, today is a big birthday. Triple A radio legend. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is. Big birthday day. Yeah. We, we've talked about birthdays all day this, this morning, actually, Pete. It's between Michael Jordan and uh, General Robert Nealon and Robin. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big Robin day. Robin Kelman, yes. I, Pete, I have a. One of the questions that that I have as far as what you have done in your career and and watching the Preds over the last 23 seasons where where is this is this franchise sitting now in regards to the rest of the league have the Nashville Predators solidified themselves as a and also ran or or, or are they a, a a franchise that most of the rest of the league expects to see uh, being a playoff contender each and every year? Well, I think most uh, observers of the league have felt that way, the latter. Uh, But the reality right now is that they are not, and they have to find a way to correct the current situation. David Boyle yesterday said that he is very near a crossroads on this season about needing to make a decision what sort of moves he needs to make next. And I think that was sort of parenthetically, does he, you know, try to shed salary and and move on for the future? Or does he go uh, trying to bolster 
what he has here right now. I think a, a prime example of dealing with uh, not only the pandemic, working from home, weather obviously affecting us this week, but uh, I think you you had touched on quite a bit about how things have changed and how you broadcast uh, your games uh, throughout uh, throughout what we've been facing. Yeah, uh, and that I tell you, JP, that has been uh, an adjustment that in a way uh, we were prepared for because of what we did at the return to play in the fall. When July, August, and September, the National Hockey League came back in the two bubbles uh, in Toronto and Edmonton. So we knew we weren't going to be part of those bubbles. They wanted to keep the numbers of people that were behind the scenes with the team to the bare minimum, which I think is good for all concerned. And we found out what it is like to call a game off a television monitor. The only, you know, apprehension I ever had about that was what it was going to be like if the video feed should go out. And that is a scary prospect. So I'm talking to my buddy John Murphy, the uh, voice of the Buffalo Bills, and he was getting set to do his first remote broadcast because in the NFL only three teams traveled or four teams rather traveled their broadcasters this year and the bills were not among them. So he's asking me for tips before they do a game in Miami. Lo and behold, power goes out to the uh, CBS production truck outside of the Miami stadium. And they all of a sudden went dark for about the better part. I think it was of the first quarter and Murph is doing the game off the NFL play by play sheet on (laughs) NFL.com. And trying to contend with them. Kind of like the old days of doing games off ticker tape. Yep. Uh, where you hear the stories of uh, former President Ronald Reagan in his sportscasting days in Iowa. Where he would, if the, if the uh, Western Union feed broke down on him, he would simply have the hitter keep fouling pitches off. Like into the crowd or just out of play. <laughs> and then to come back, he'd find out the guy like lined out on the very first pitch to him. And then have to uh, catch up from that point in time. So that wasn't exactly easy for him or anybody else. But sometimes we contend with that because uh, Murph got his video feedback, but then lo and behold, they start the second half. And after, I think, two or three plays from scrimmage, then there was the dreaded lightning stoppage at the Dolphins game. So they had to fill 40-some minutes during all of that. So we have to learn to be agile during all of this. And uh, be prepared with stories mm-hmm. that we have not had the time to tell uh, since the return to play for the NHL in 2005, when all of a sudden the game was, well, accelerated so much in terms of its pace. Yeah, Pete, that kind of harkens me back to uh, the scene in Bull Durham uh, where they're calling <laughs> the game on the radio. Uh, it's fantastic. I believe we got Chris and Maurice back on with us. Chris and Mo, you guys there? We are here. We All so. right. Yeah. Well, I hear you both, so at least that good. part is. Respected. That's a good thing, <laughs> <laughs> because we've been in situations where it wasn't the case. So, well, all of us oh, have been. Um, right? Oh yeah, and that's that's that makes it easier. Um, Pete, I think a question that Chris was wanting to ask, and I'm going to steal it from him since he's pointed to me. <laughs> uh, how do you? How do you read the goalkeeper situation right now with um, with UC and, and Pekka? 
okay, Becca is playing better right now. So I think he probably should get first priority on the starts, and that appears to be the situation. Uh, for those who weren't aware, as we were going, we were in our pregame. We were about seven, eight minutes into our pregame when we found out we weren't going to have a game on Monday night. That Becker was slated <laughs> to start that game. <clears throat> That's so strange. You're, you're going on the air. All the commercials are rolling, and all of a sudden you're told, well, guys, tonight's game has been postponed. Uh, it, it's kind of like the old days, uh, if you will, Maurice, in the press box at Greer Stadium when they would decide that we couldn't play the game and uh, you've been rolling, so get a few more commercials in and then sign off. But that didn't happen that often at Greer. It did happen in Omaha, Indianapolis, Louisville, and so on. But uh, I, I think in many ways, minor league baseball has helped greatly to prepare me for what I face on a day-to-day basis now. I was just getting ready to ask you about that. The The uncertainty mm-hmm. of minor league baseball yeah. has really put you in a good place right now. <laughs> it has. And the weather, right? The weather, circumstances. Now, I, I think Larry Schmidow has the perfect world now. He's into bowling. And for the most part, bowling does not get rained out. And it's a largely concessions-based business, right? So I think he's in the perfect world right now with his bowling set. Certainly, certainly for him, absolutely, yeah, because he can can um, control a lot more. Yeah, absolutely, including whether the lights are on or off. As we wind down on this first segment of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, I want to once again thank the voice of the Nashville Predators, Pete Weber, for joining us this morning. It's uh, it, it's been a pleasure, even though we got cut off there. I, I know JP took great care of you. Yes, he did. Yes, he, we told old stories about <clears throat> excuse me, JP's time in the Predators front office. Well, that was I'm sure he uh, he had great stories. I hate that we missed that. I'll have, to go, I'll have to go back and listen to the podcast now so that I can listen to those <laughs> stories. <laughs> oh, man. Pete, thanks so much for taking some time out this morning. It's a, a pleasure and we look forward to hearing you uh, soon uh, whenever the yes. Predators get a chance to play again. <laughs> Well, we're, we're, we're in pencil tomorrow night, pregame show at 5, game at 6. Uh, everything's in pencil this year. <laughs> that it is. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> I appreciate you contacting me. Absolutely. That is, hey, uh, thank you, Pete. That's Pete Weber, Nashville Predators play-by-play voice. And on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, we appreciate him taking some time this morning. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some Tennessee football both Titans and Vols got some interesting news from both fronts yesterday. So should be, should be fun to talk about, Mo. I'm really excited. So when we come back, we'll talk Vols and Titans on Southern Middle Tennessee sports today. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at custom stone handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. 
Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. school sports and beyond it's on southern middle tennessee sports today welcome back into the show as we approach the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour great segment there with pete weber and we're glad to be back with you here i know mo is glad to be back with you i, I certainly am uh bringing you the all the news that is news across the nation we're here at the supermarket i'm just kidding Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? <laughs> oh, man. We are coming to you from our humble abodes. Um, so sometimes you can just have to do with what you have. And we have audio on Facebook. So if you're watching on Facebook, at least you can hear us. Is that right, JP? That is correct. They, they just get a reprieve from um, all of our radio faces. There you go. So yep. we're going to. It's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> we're going to reconnect a little bit later, later, or we may just ride this show out with audio only, which is okay. I'm That's okay. okay. Yeah. It's not nearly as fun to watch the show if we're not in the same studio anyway. That is true. I think. But hey. What do I know? If you want to, uh, if you're listening on Facebook and you want to, you know, give us your opinions on whatever we're talking about or anything else in general, you're welcome to just comment. We'll be happy to throw that up there on the screen and and interact with you guys. We would love to do that um, because this next segment is going to be a lot of fun as we talk about some wild and wacky news from the Titans front as first round pick. <laughs> Isaiah Wilson has been placed on non-football, non-injury reserve, meaning he's pretty much um, not on the team after being chosen in the first round of the NFL draft last year. I think he played what one snap? You know, in in that in that Zoom conference that John Robinson did yesterday, he was pretty pretty blunt and pretty pointed in where they stand with Mr. Wilson right now. And and it didn't sound very good, like you said, for the first-round draft pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think at, I think at wit's end might be a good characterization of the Titans' feelings about that situation. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, I, you know, they, they basically said, look, the, the guy that showed up to, to practice and to play was not the guy that we talked to before the draft. It was like, you know, some people interview really well, right? And they can get any job in the world. <laughs> We've talked about that. Yeah. But, um, um, doing the job is a completely different situation. 
and he wasn't able or to having any interest in doing the job apparently because yeah i don't think this guy ever had any intention whatsoever of playing professional football and it, it's tough man i mean when you go through everything that you have to go through to get there and then to get there and not have any more self-pride as much as anything, because that would be my thing. You're, you're not going to talk about me like this. I mean, this is crazy. It's, it is a seriously messed up situation, and I hate it for both the Titans and for Isaiah because I, I don't know what's going on with Isaiah. Nobody knows. It, it certainly seems like there's something going on with that young man. It really does. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think an NFL front office, I mean, you can miss on physical talent, but I don't think they often miss on, you know, mental makeup and that kind of thing to the degree that it looks like the Titans missed here. I mean, it, it sounds like they did all their due diligence. I don't know why they would have done any less in this case than they would have in any other situation. And, you know, 22, 23-year-olds, when you give them that kind of opportunity and, and the financial means that goes along with it, yeah, maybe that kid's got something going on. I don't know. And none of us knows. But I, I, I just, you hate to see it. You really do. And, um, I mean, I, there's been a lot of things said, and, and a lot will continue to be said. But I think. I think there's got to be some degree of empathy involved in whatever comments get made or whatever judgments get made because you don't know. You don't know what's going on with this kid, and and I tend to feel like there's something going on with them because, again, I don't think an NFL team misses like this without there being some extenuating circumstances somewhere. Absolutely. An interesting tweet this morning from Lane Kiffin, uh, as it sort of will relate back to what I kind of want to talk about with Tennessee on the college front. Lane Kiffin screenshotted a Denzel Washington tweet that said, beware of destination addiction. The idea that happiness is in the next place, the next job, or even with the next partner until you give up the idea that happiness is somewhere else. It will never be where you are, which is fantastic (laughs) advice from, (laughs) from another goat. Sounds like a lunch. We went to Chris. It, it, It does. It does. Um, Lane Kiffin's, addition to that tweet was the grass isn't always greener. Trust me. I know be where your feet are. And he tagged Ole Miss football. And I think that has a lot to do with Tennessee. I think that, you know, when he's saying he's been there, he's talking about leaving Tennessee and going to Southern Cal. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, of the moves that he's made, that would sound like it would be the most applicable to that, you know, destination addiction and be where your feet are and grass isn't always greener. I mean, everybody at the time 
felt like, you know, for better or worse, that was his dream job. And that was what he sold at the time that he left so abruptly. And, you know, there are a lot of people that feel like he was too immature for the UT job at that point anyway, and that they would have wound up on <laughs> in, in the NCAA's crosshairs and different things like that, which you know, <laughs> they are now. But, I mean, you know, maybe they'd have gotten in and out by now. I don't know. But I, I think that when you look at it from that perspective, that's that does make sense, that maybe that is to what he's referring. I, I don't know that we'll ever know conclusively, but I, I think that's a sound conclusion to come to. Yeah, I, you know, and – with that, what what I kind of wanted to tie that to was the the mass exodus of <clears throat> Tennessee football players. Uh, we've talked about Ty Chandler, who, again, Ty Chandler probably, when he left, was <clears throat> maybe three or four on the depth chart, right, in the running back position. So I didn't I didn't blame Ty Chandler for finding some place he could go play, like North Carolina. But then Eric Gray left. And Eric Gray goes to Oklahoma. Now, as of yesterday, four-star running back Cody Brown, who signed an NLI, has entered the transfer portal and has been released from his NLI. So, yeah. And now linebacker Dylan Brooks from Roanoke, Alabama, has asked for his release via Twitter. I say he asked. The tweet said, quote, free me. I assume he's not talking about him being in jail. (laughs) So, (laughs) free my boy, me. (laughs) Right. I mean, Mm. so I I assume that that's what he was asking for. And, And, but, you know, and I told you this off air, and I, I'm just going to say this <laughs> as it is. <laughs> um, you know, when you are offered scholarships and potentially other things at one school, <laughs> and then that school is no longer offering the additional benefits Those of, things. Extra, of extra double quarter pounders, <laughs> you go where those quarter pounders might be, and you find a spot. Because, trust me, it wasn't just one school offering a quarter pounder. There, there's a lot of quarter pounders out there to be had. So my point <laughs> is that you find find a spot. Find, you, there, there are plenty of spots that you can end up. And uh, I'm inter- interested to see where four-star running back uh, Cody Brown ends up and linebacker Dylan Brooks, et cetera. Because, you know, sometimes the grass isn't always greener. That transfer that transfer portal is getting awfully full, especially I mean, now. There's a lot of folks. There's a lot of folks looking to make moves, man. And I don't. I, I've said this for months. I don't think everybody that goes in there is going to wind up in a better situation. Just because those situations aren't out there for everybody. Now I will I will say this: running backs, I kind of see it. You know, you're talking about Josh Heupel offense, who 
doesn't really line up and let you go, you know, as a running back. You're kind of you're kind of a decoy slash, you know, you're you're not gonna be the type of running back that Jeremy Pruitt recruited is probably not the type of running back that Josh Heupel is going to want to use. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. And, and I would not necessarily disagree with that. I mean, I don't know that you're going to be a thousand yard rusher in a Josh Heifel offense. And so if you're looking for those kind of touches, then if you stay, you're probably going to be disappointed. That said, just because you're not going to get a thousand rushing yards doesn't mean that you can't be effective at that position. Doesn't mean that you can't showcase some skills that could potentially get you to the next level. So I think it depends on what it is that you're looking for, what it is you're trying to accomplish at the collegiate level. And again, as, as offenses continue to evolve, there's not that many pound the rock offenses out there anyway. Not even in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> As we think and I think that's kind of I mean if 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 you want to go run the football, I guess you you might want to try a military academy. I mean try or, or a big academy. ten school, maybe. I don't know. I mean where not, where maybe weather prohibits you from throwing it as much. I mean, I guess. I don't know, but I don't know. <laughs> that being said, he you know four stars out of Georgia, Cody Brown, not gonna be a part of the Tennessee football team. Linebacker Dylan Brooks, I guess it remains to be seen. Uh free me. <laughs> That's free me. Uh yeah. So I uh, uh heck if I know. But Tennessee is seeing a mass exodus of players and I'm just going to say it's I, I think there are some underlying reasons outside of potentially playing time that's all I'm going to say I don't know that to be a fact but we do know that Tennessee was paying players something now they're not and players are leaving so those dots are pretty easy to connect <laughs> That's what I got. So, anyway. Yeah, there you go. All right. That's it for that segment because I don't uh, – I can't talk about it anymore. Um, Pretty nice lead into Wild and Wacky Wednesday, though. Yeah, it's it's going to be a Wild and Wacky Wednesday, and we're going to tell you about all the wildest, weirdest, and wackiest news from across the world when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Stay tuned. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net.
back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into the show, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We are 13 minutes to the top of the 11 o'clock hour. We will be back with you tomorrow at 9 a.m. talking high school and local hoops and baseball, softball updates potentially as I look on Twitter and see pictures from Zion's softball field that, well, it's pretty well covered, and it's not getting any better. Uh, I just saw a tweet from the Nashville Severe Weather Twitter account noting that a storm that was slated to go north of Nashville now appears it's going to directly hit Lawrenceburg, Columbia, Williamson County, and Nashville. Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it appears it, get on. Yeah. that this storm is n- not getting better, unfortunately. Yeah, during the last break here, I just stepped away from my monitor. I looked out. I mean, the sun is out, but For now. it's not. Yeah, but it's not going to get warm enough to melt anything. And, and even if it does, I'm not even sure if you want that, because once it gets cold again, it's going to be even worse. And with this storm that's coming. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee uh, this day getting much better in the the storm front. So, uh, also during the last break, the Southeastern Conference announced that four women's basketball games and three men's basketball games have been postponed from uh, tomorrow. And women's action scheduled for Thursday: Ole Miss at Arkansas, Auburn at Mississippi State, LSU at Kentucky, and Missouri at Texas A&M have all been postponed. Men's games scheduled for tomorrow, Alabama at Texas A&M, LSU at Ole Miss, and Mississippi State at Auburn uh, have also been postponed, so you will not hear Alabama at Texas A&M on this station tomorrow night uh, as those games have been postponed due to icy weather moving throughout the entire southeastern region. I appreciate you clearing that up because I was just getting ready to ask if that was weather-related or if that was pandemic-related. So Yeah, all of those are weather-related to this point. But I guess that's not to, that, that's not surprising to any of us, I don't guess. I mean, Texas A&M hosting doesn't sound like it would be a, a very smart thing. So, hmm. um, Robbie Mathis tells us that the main roads are good in Columbia and Spring Hill. Uh, again, for now, as another storm is <laughs> headed this way. <laughs> so hopefully those roads, I, I did see that, that there were some some folks out clearing the roads in Columbia and Spring Hill. So thank you to all of the street workers in, um, in Murray and Williamson County. So we appreciate the work that you do to make sure that people can get to and from the grocery store and to and from work if necessary. Uh, so the work that you guys have done over the last week has been incredible, and we certainly appreciate it and send a hearty thank you out to you. Uh, and as we get ready for the end of Wednesday, we have to bring you Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Wild and Wacky Wednesday is brought to you each and every Wednesday by JJ's Barbecue. Our friends over on 900 Hatcher Lane in Columbia. Columbia's oldest family-owned barbecue restaurant. So make sure to go see Julie and Destiny and everybody over at JJ's Barbecue. They are bringing you 
the best barbecue in town, no doubt. Smoked wings. Um, you've got the loaded baked potatoes and much, much more. So I could certainly go for a loaded baked potato today. It's too bad we can't do that. I wouldn't mind some smoked wings either, but no. alas. <laughs> anyway. So uh, let's go ahead and just start this day out because I, I got a really this is a good one, folks. This is a good one. Um, it's snowing outside, as we all know, right? Um, so here's what you don't do during the snow. Here's a here's a here's a, a a what not to do. Two guys in Tacoma, Washington, broke into a house on Saturday, but they were easily tracked by police because, well, they followed their footprints in the snow. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Seattle area had its work, had its snowiest day in 50 years over the weekend. Nine inches fell on Saturday. Uh, and these two idiots decided to break into a house in Tacoma about 30 miles south. And, you know, they were still there when police showed up. Uh, they tried to run, but obviously instead of chasing them, the cops just followed their footprints. Uh, they tracked one guy to a church parking lot and found him hiding in a dumpster. And the other guy was hiding in a tree. Which, the tree is pretty smart. Like, I mean, if the, I guess if... It's better than a dumpster. <laughs> Much better than a dumpster. I mean, if, if if my tracks stop at the dumpster, I'm pretty sure like that's where it's going to end. Uh, but the tree, I mean, I guess you could. I don't know. Anyway, they're what both if you could levitate somewhere. I mean, I, I mean, time travel but, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that that's the intro entrance to the transfer portal, perhaps. <laughs> it is. It is in. in uh, it is in. Um, in Knoxville, but that's the dumpster because it's mm. a dumpster fire. Uh, um, the guy in the dumpster had drugs on him too, so there's no surprise there. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, police are on the scent of a man who uh, has been breaking into random cars in Warren, Michigan. Uh, the reason they're able to uh, sniff him down is because, well, he's leaving fecal matter in the cars. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> I like that. I like that heavy sigh there. It's like I don't even know what to say to this. I, I don't. I... <laughs> oh man! Goodness. Yeah, two reports from two different auto shops of someone walking into their parking lot in the middle of the night, uh, sitting in one of the cars uh, that are that are there for repairs, and leaving them a nice little package. Lovely yeah, parting gift, huh? <sighs> I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> so, as you guys know, uh, I'll be uh, traveling with Sarah at some point in the near future to uh, give birth <laughs> to our beautiful baby girl. What we are not going to do, however, is put the umbilical cord in a storage unit for someone to steal. To steal? Yes. Okay. Because someone in Snake Spring Township, Pennsylvania, did just that. Broke into a storage unit back in December and sold a bunch of items, including a TV, an Xbox, some vaping equipment, a laptop, and an umbilical cord. Nice. Uh, the burglar also took a hmm. baby feet print ceramic tile. Hmm. Uh, 
So... Do you, do you think that was just random, just grabbing stuff, or do you think this uh, thief had uh, something towards babies? I don't know, but what I, I, I'm more worried about the the person who stored the umbilical cord than I am the person who stole the <laughs> umbilical cord. Why do you have that? I, 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 I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. None. I'm telling you, man, it, wild and go. wacky has gotten so wild and wacky, we can't even comment on this stuff anymore. That's back to back, no comments. Man. It's like, how, what, huh? How? Where do you, where do you go with that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, finally, my, my, my final one here, because <laughs> this one this one pretty much gets it. Uh, real quick before we get as to if it. those other two didn't. Uh, yeah. Oh, this one's this one's tough. Uh, real quick before we get to it, a new survey: fifty nine percent of people say that they shovel their own driveway to remove the snow. Sixteen percent of people have someone else remove it for free, like their partner or a neighbor. Ten mm-hmm. percent of people pay to have it removed, and twelve percent just wait for it to melt. What percentage are you guys in? I'm in the twelve percent. Same. I'm just not, I mean, it'll, it'll melt eventually. We're in the South. I mean, it's not like if we were in the North, you know, where it, it might be different, it might yeah. be different, but like, it's going to go away within a week. Right. So anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. I mean, I, I have nowhere to go. Um, if I had to go somewhere and it had to be done just in order to get out, I, I would try to go shovel myself, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm in no rush. Let nature take no. its course. I, I agree. All right, finally, a masseur, a male masseuse in British Columbia, has been accused of uh, touching himself while massaging women. Mm. Here's the thing. It turns out he's just really bad at his job, or he's really bored, one of the two, because um, Trevor Scott, the masseur in Prince George, British Columbia, Canada, was accused of being basically a deviant, and instead he was just playing on his phone. Yeah, playing video games on his phone. Uh, two female clients filed complaints saying that uh, it appeared he was touching himself in the appropriate way uh, while using the other hand for a massage, but it turns out that he was just playing games on his cell phone, and while that's not as bad as something he's accused of, it's a uh, Probably not something you should be doing. I mean, you kind of need both hands for that job, right? So. <laughs> Thank you, JP. I don't I don't get it. Like this is a this is former Masseur Trevor, right? No, just got a 10-day suspension. Also a ban from bringing his phone into the massage room. 10-day suspension. That's it. I don't know that I would want a one-handed massage. That's what I'm saying. You need both hands for that. Yeah. I mean. Doesn't make sense. No. Make it make sense. Hashtag. I'm going to save you guys and play the music out. Thank you. Yeah. That's probably a good spot for it. (laughs) Oh, man. So tomorrow we'll be back 9 o'clock talking high school hoops, uh, college Sports and whatever else we can come up with. Mo, Mo, somebody may be on a 10-day suspension for wild and wacky stories. 
Hey, <laughs> this came from your from, from your folks. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. You're not putting that one on me. These all came from from you, the people that you paid to, to come up you, with. These. You made the choice to select that one. <laughs> ah, they were all there. That's all I had. It's unfortunate. <laughs> you guys get to pick next week's because this, this is brutal. I mean, these are these are tough. I, I, I hate to be a part of it, but anyway, next week, <laughs> next week, I'm giving it to you guys. You guys, you guys, take it out. So.